You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. It's a really special moment um, in my career and in my life to have a franchise um, like this believe in me and um, make me their franchise quarterback. And fortunately, throughout my career, I've learned so much about who I am as a person and uh, a player to where, you know, I'm just going to be myself. Myra Metcalf back here on Purple Daily every Friday as usual. Um, Nick Foles claiming he's going to be himself. Nah, homie, you got $50 million. You're going to be somebody else. But (laughs) you can talk all that be myself stuff if you want to. But uh, the cars are going to look a little different, I would imagine, uh, after you cash those Jaguars checks. Manny, how you doing, man? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Good. Manny here with me as always. Purple Daily, I, I am uh, doing this remotely. I'm at ESPN, do the NCAA tournament stuff, so I'm kind of camped out here. For the next couple of weeks, Manny, I'm looking at, see, three, five, about 15 TVs in this studio, man. I'm watching everything, and it feels really cool. Um just I got a couple me. TVs. When you get back here, yeah, because it's been um, been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks since you've actually been in studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're gonna have to see. We've got some uh, new uh, TCL TVs in the uh, in the studio now too, in, in my side of the studio, the producers room. So doing some redecorating. I, I like it, yeah, man. I'm, I'm very comfortable myself. Hey, to that's say good. The least. Hey, you tell you what, man. What my my point of that was? How lucky are we, man? You know, We're very very kind, fortunate. This very, is kind of the time fortunate. of the year where you realize, like. We are doing things right now that folks are sneaking out of work to do, you know, on a day like this, trying to catch their favorite team in a conference tournament, um, and, and and we're getting paid to do, do this. Uh, a bunch of free agents got paid to do what they're doing, too, uh, and that has obviously been the talk as it relates to the Minnesota Vikings, uh, as it relates to the NFL. We are going wild over free agency. Here's my problem, right? Like when I do, when I talk NFL, I mean, I've hosted national shows. I'm a big NFL guy. I try to bring sort of an outside perspective, right? I'm not from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've produced three Minnesota Vikings fans uh, somehow, but I, I, I try to offer a perspective of someone from the outside. And I think there are a lot of folks who are grading Minnesota and other teams as well, but Minnesota in free agency because the NBA has created this culture where we assume one player, regardless of the sport, Manny, can change a franchise. And that's a lie. Like like the lie of this is there is nothing comparable in the NFL free agency market to the NBAs. In the NBA, Manny, yes, if KD goes to Golden State or if he goes to New York this summer, that changes everything. Yeah. If LeBron goes to L.A. or he goes to Miami, that changes everything. But, you know... Uh, whether Barr comes back or goes to the Jets, I mean, those are important moves, but we got to stop acting as if one guy, Odell Beckham makes Cleveland better. 
But are we suddenly making them Super Bowl contenders with one wide receiver? Go look at all the top 10 receivers who weren't even in the playoffs last year. We've got to stop acting as if the NFL uh, is full of these game-changing non-quarterbacks when the reality is that's just not the case, and I'm frustrated by it, Manny. I'm frustrated by the judgment of a team like the Minnesota Vikings and what they have or haven't done in free agency. Because that's never that was never going to be how they got better. This team was going to get better a couple of ways. Kirk Cousins was going to play like the $84 million quarterback we all assumed he was going to be. The defensive players are going to get back to you know solidifying this team and making it a top five D defense again, which was the key to the NFC title game run. Uh, and you were going to have coaches who are hopefully better. I mean, Kubiak's here to make this staff better. The schematic elements, to me, are the most important thing. Personnel matters a lot. And losing a Sheldon Richardson, that matters. I'm not trying to overlook that. But we've got to stop pretending that the NFL is this league where one player changes everything and suddenly that team, is it's like night and day. That's just not the case, Manny. Yeah, I, I agree, but I do wonder if, bringing if the Vikings bringing back Anthony Barr at this particular price is going to and and you saw that they you saw yesterday that they restructured with Everson Griffin that you know because there was the big question of is Everson Griffin going to be back are they going to release him and and free up cap space that way I do wonder if bringing back Anthony Barr at that price is going to prevent them from being able to make other moves in free agency and we've seen this week i mean other guys have gotten signed and now you're wondering who's left in the in the free agent pool for the vikings to go and get because they got they still have to improve on the offensive side of the ball with the offensive line and finding another receiver to complement Thielen and Diggs. you know maybe a backup running back for dalvin cook and and i wonder if bringing back anthony barr is going to prevent them from being able to do that now the next couple weeks leading up to the draft but I think that's an unfair starting point, right? The starting point with what the Vikings can and can't do in free agency is Kirk Cousins, right? Like, sure. I mean, obviously yeah. bringing Barr back at that price is surprising for a lot of reasons, but, like, the Kirk Cousins signing was the crippling moment, if you will, but it's supposed to be the opposite because every team is going to invest in a big-time quarterback and a guy they think can lead them to the playoffs. That's the NFL. You can build one of two ways. You could have a great quarterback – and assume that there are people who are going to be free agents who want to play with him in that culture, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to take less than market value, the New England Patriots, a team like that. Look at what the Saints are doing. Mark Ingram, you're a good running back. We can't afford you. Go elsewhere. Uh, all these other players that the Saints are going to lose, that the Rams could lose. You build around a quarterback that people want to play with, uh, who's making a lot of money, or you add a lot of stars to a team that has a, a good quarterback on a rookie deal. Yeah. Like That's the way you win. And the Vikings are supposed to be the former and having a guy in Kirk Cousins who's supposed to be able to lead them. Like, nothing is more important than that element. Who is Kirk Cousins? Uh, Who is he going to be with this new offense, with Kubiak, with all these pieces? That matters more than anything to me that can happen in free agency. Yet, we're acting as if that's not the case. Like, nothing like a LeBron to L.A. move has happened in free agency. There's no equivalent (laughs) in the NFL that has happened. Like, Odell Beckham going to Cleveland was not LeBron to L.A., but people are acting as if it was. And that, to me, is my concern. There are obviously concerns about this Minnesota defense and what they're going to be capable of doing uh, next season. But I still believe that a unit that did hover around the top five, that a unit that, you know, has some of those pieces in place, some of those pieces coming back, 
if guys play better, which is how you improve in the NFL, if you can't add a big-time free agent, they go right back to being a team that can compete with some of those playoff squads. Like that, to me, was always going to be the issue with Minnesota. It's can guys play better? Because that's how you get better. It's not just adding pieces. adding No, it's the guys you have. Can they improve upon what they were last year? That's a huge part of the NFL, and that is the difference between the NFL and the NBA, in my opinion. You add pieces in the NBA, which are supposed to change the foundation of your team. In the NFL, you hope for gradual improvement and progress, hope you have a quarterback, and you go from there. Yeah, and, and I think when I look at Kirk Cousins and, and the contract, I just don't know if he is going to be able to actually be as good as that contract says that he should be. And and the reality is is he never really has been. Even you go back you go back to Washington, he's never really been a he's never been a top 5 quarterback, but he's being paid like one right now. And the problem is is when you're paying him like a top 5 quarterback and he's not a top 5 quarterback, you need other pieces around you. You need other pieces around him to be better. And if it's not enough, then you need to add to it. Manny, to try Manny. and make everything around him better. That's Manny, the problem that they're facing. But Thielen and Diggs are pieces, right? Yeah, they're fantastic, but it's not enough. It's not enough for Kirk Cousins. But that's, I, that's the problem. It's not enough for Kirk. As good as Thielen and Diggs are, it's not enough. As good as Dalvin Cook is, it's not enough for Kirk Cousins. Is it enough for Tom Brady? Absolutely. Is it enough for Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers? Definitely. But... It's not enough for like Kirk Cousins needs even more. And that's and the problem is because of how much you're paying Kirk Cousins, it makes it much more difficult to go out and add even more pieces to try and elevate him to be even better than than what he is. See, that's where I'll disagree with you, Manny, in that I don't know that you have to add more as much as he just has to be more. Like, like that's the challenge. Here, I'll give you but some. But is, is he capable of being? Well, more? But and, I, I, and that's what I wonder. That's valid, Manny. That's a that's a hundred percent valid question. I don't. But think that he to is. me is the only question, though. Like, forget free agency for a moment. That's the question. If Kirk Cousins plays what a lot of people thought he was capable of playing, I never thought he was a top five quarterback. But can he be a top twelve ish quarterback consistently? I mean, that's what a lot of people thought in his best years in Washington. Yeah. But that to me is the starting point with this entire conversation. Here's the deal. Last season, 22 teams. I went to the Google for this, right, because I had to make sure I sounded smart. Uh, I try to sound smarter than I really am on the radio. That, that's my goal in life and in all conversations. 22 teams, Manny, last year registered 5,500 yards of offense uh, or more, mm-hmm. right? Kansas City led the league with 6,800 yards. The 21st team, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> team 22, Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Bears are important because obviously we know what they did defensively in Khalil Mack. Yeah. whole lot of folks sleep on what some of those other pieces did with that Chicago Bears defense. Remember, Khalil Mack isn't healthy for a portion of the season. Roquan Smith, guys like that stepping up, making plays. Like, there was a bigger thing than Khalil Mack, although he was clearly the anchor and the playmaker in that group. Dallas Cowboys, what, they make the Amari Cooper trade midseason. That changes things for them as well. They're probably higher on this list if they have Cooper for an entire season. However, those are playoff teams. At number 21 and 22, in the 2010 season, 14 squads hit that 5,500-yard mark. What does that mean? It's that the schematic elements of the NFL have changed to the point where teams with slightly above-average personnel are still finding ways to move the ball. And that matters in today's NFL because I think a Kirk Cousins, you know, if you look at what a Dallas was able to do with Chicago, they're able to stay in that category of being a, a decent Offense, if you will, a reasonable offense, one that 
was led by their defensive capabilities, both of those teams, but they had enough offensively to get the job done. I think with Kirk Cousins, the Vikings can be that, but even if you don't believe they can be that, they have to be that. But that's my problem about we're acting as if one move changes everything for every single team. Mitch Trubisky didn't get a bunch of help. He lost Alshon. Like It wasn't like Mitch Trubisky, uh, he didn't play with Alshon, I'm sorry, but Mitch Trubisky did not all of a sudden you know, get these miraculous pieces that changed everything for him. He got better. He improved. Um, and, and that was the benefit for the Chicago Bears. He wasn't great, but he showed some signs of progress. And if Kirk Cousins can do the same, that to me is the biggest issue. Pre-Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs still put up 6,000 yards. They were still a top-five offense under Alex Smith. Yes, they almost hit 7,000 yards with Mahomes. Yes, he's one of the greatest young quarterbacks we've ever seen. But you can still move the ball without a guy like that. So the idea that Kirk Cousins isn't capable, I'll never be okay with that because there are a lot of of middle-of-the-pack quarterbacks who, who have done more with less. And that has to be the starting point, I think, for the Minnesota Vikings. But I think a part of it, though, too, Myron, is points, too. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be able to put to put points on the board. And even though the Bears were in the bottom third of the league in yardage, they still put up a lot of points on the board. They still put up over 400 points. And at the end of the day, I mean, you, you have to be able to – because I think the biggest problem the Vikings had offensively is – not so much yardage and moving the ball. They just didn't generate enough points. Yeah. And they, you know, they'd get into long third down situations and they couldn't execute and they couldn't, you know, they, you know, cousins would take a sack or cousins would throw a, a pick six or something like that. I mean, that's those sorts of things, making big plays in big moments when you, you know, when you need, when you need to get points on a specific possession in the fourth quarter. The Vikings oftentimes in 2018 just didn't do it. They just weren't able to do it. And to me, that just falls on the quarterback. And and I agree. Like, I think Kirk, you know, Kirk Cousins needs to be better. I just don't know if at this point at 30 years old, 31 years old, seven plus years now in the league, I just don't know if he's really capable of being much better than what he is. And he's not bad. I don't think Kirk Cousins is terrible, but he does need to be better. I just don't know if he's capable of being better than what he is. And if he's not capable of being better than what he is, then you've got to add more talent around him as hard as it's going to be. You've got to find a way to add more talent. You've got to find him a third wide receiver so that when teams are double teaming Thielen and Diggs, Kirk Cousins has a third option to go to. You've got to, you know, you've got to put a better offensive line in front of him. You've got to run a better scheme you know, and I think with Kubiak coming in, we've talked about this before. Kubiak coming in on paper and in theory, they're going to be running a system that's better suited for Kirk Cousins because it figures to be similar to the system that he ran in Washington when he had his best, the best season of his career. Yeah. And and that to me is like you they're the problem I have with the Vikings is they're paying Kirk Cousins twenty eight, twenty nine million dollars a year a year. And we're still sitting back and saying he needs to be better and they need to try and. But that's the only way. I I know it's the only way. I just don't know if it's it's going to be very, very difficult for them to do that. But but the guys around. Yeah, but the guys around him have to be better, too. I mean, that's that's my whole thing is no free agent. Well, no free agent 
is saving the Vikings the same way no free agent just saved the Browns. Odell Beckham didn't just save the Browns, right? Like, like that's my thing is we're looking for one person to to save them. Yes, does Thielen have to be better? I think the scheme around Thielen has to be better, right? Clearly there was a change down the stretch when guys started keying on him. That mm-hmm. is not just Thielen. That is not about just his ability. That's a bigger uh, personnel issue. The scheme matters a lot, and maybe Kubiak fixes that. But you used an important word, execution. I bring up the yardage only because teams in the NFL, for the most part, put themselves in a position to score. Mm -hmm. Now, if you can't score, that's a problem with your execution. But you are in a position to do it. That's my whole point of saying that there are 22 teams that put up 5,500 yards or more, and almost a decade ago there were only 14. My point is more teams are putting up those kinds of numbers and positioning themselves to put up points. And they don't all have Drew Brees. And they don't all have Tom Brady. And all of them ain't got Patrick Mahomes. A lot of them got a lot of Kirk Cousins-like dudes leading their offenses. That's my thing. You can put yourself in that position to score. A lot of teams are doing it. Can you execute execute when you have the opportunity? Everybody has to be better in those moments. But it starts with, obviously, Kirk Cousins being a better quarterback. I just don't think anyone who comes in free agency – whether it's a great offensive lineman, uh, whether it's somebody to anchor the defense, is going to suddenly save this team. The guys they have now have to be better. The scheme has to be better and more suited to what Kirk Cousins is able to do. And number one, Cousins has to execute. My point is that's free agency in the NFL. It is not the NBA where you just say, bring that guy and he changes everything for us. I think Earl Thomas is a really talented player. We'll see if he's the same guy at his age after a major injury, Manning. But the Ravens were going to be a good defense with or without him. Yes, they lost some pieces. But that Ravens defense has been one of the better defenses in the NFL for years. That's all I'm saying. We, we are treating the NFL free agency as if it's the NBA where one player is going to show up in a cape and a mask and he's going to change everything that has happened. And the reality is he will not. And as soon as people accept that, that one player ain't changing your favorite NFL team, it'll be easier to judge and grade teams uh, reasonably, because nobody's reasonable in NFL free agency. I don't know what Odell Beckham does for the Browns. What does he do for him, Manny? Are they a Super Bowl team because of Odell Beckham? Why weren't they even a playoff team with him last year in, the, in New York? They're better, though. They are better. They're better with They him. are better, but they are better, and <laughs> Baker Mayfield's great. But my point is, we're suddenly saying, okay, that team's a contender. It doesn't work like that. There are more pieces in play there. There are more things you have to consider. That's my whole point when it comes to free agency. No, I, I and I feel you. I, I agree with you. I just think if you're the Vikings and you are able to put yourselves in positions to score, but you're not scoring as as often as you should be, sometimes having a third wide receiver when you get in a third and nine situation and Thielen and Diggs are double teamed and you have a third wide receiver who's a legitimate option for you. That could be the difference between you scoring a touchdown on that possession or kicking for three points. Yeah, that that's 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 the that's the that's the point I'm making is I don't think any one player, you know, say for a quarterback, can take a team that is the twenty fifth best offense in the league and make them and suddenly put them into the top three. Like I don't think there's a wide receiver or a running back in the league that can do that. But if you're a middle of the road offense and you're trying to get yourself, make yourself better because a lot of times, Myron, a possession here, a possession there throughout the season can make the difference in how a season goes and how a season is perceived. 
And if you have that extra guy, that can help you. That could be the difference between you being a maybe not statistically a top five offense, but if you end up winning a game or two because you executed on a specific play in the third quarter and got a touch and got a touchdown instead of a field goal, that could be the difference between a win and a loss. Yeah. I, I, and if you're eight, seven and one, I mean the Vikings ended up you know, how many times did we look in 2018 and the Vikings, if they would have just executed or made an extra play or if Kirk Cousins would have made a throw, they could have been in the playoffs last year. And sometimes, and, and for all we know, there might have been a wide receiver that could have made the difference there. I don't know. I, I just, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that with Kirk Cousins being the way he is, I just don't I don't see any way for him to be better than what he is, which is not terrible, but I think the only way to get him to be better than what he is is to try and surround him by as much talent as humanly possible. Uh, man, I, I feel you on that. I they they obviously can improve from free agency. I'm not I'm not suggesting that. My point is this is what you have. And I've said that multiple times in the show. Th- this is what you have. And you might add a few pieces, but this is the frame of your team you might add an offensive lineman this is what you're dealing with and you said you know making a throw making the right throw that to me is just what it comes down to can you find a way if you're this staff to put Kirk Cousins in the best position to make that throw I think that's what they're banking on that and that's by, the key I think by keeping by keeping and we can get into this in the next segment but I I think by bringing back Anthony Barr and bringing back Everson Griffin and continuing to pump a lot of money into, you know, Mike Zimmer's specialty, which is the defensive side of things. Yeah. I think they're banking on Gary Kubiak, you know, and making this offense improve from within without going out and, and adding another piece. That's what it seems like. Yeah. What well, what's the number? Six five one six four six eight two five five. Uh please call in. Feel free to call in. Let me know if I'm a I'm a goofball or not. I'm I might be completely wrong on We're both this take and that's fine. Yeah, that's hey, that, I'll, I'll I'll take it, but uh, please call in. We'll be back after this. It's easy to listen to Score North on 1500 on your Amazon Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, Judd. Awesome. Alexa, fire a coach. No, 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 no. It's Alexa, trade everybody. Judd, no, it's Alexa, open Score North. Alexa, more hockey. I want more hockey. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, and you can listen to Score North on 1500. Alexa, open Score North. Score North. Minnesota sports, anytime, anywhere. This is fantastic. Okay. Minnesota sports junkie? Get your fix. Scorenorth.com. Myron Metcalf back on purpledaily.com. Purple Daily. I was finishing some of my salad, man. My bad. I was going to say purpledaily.com. You mean scorenorth.com. Scorenorth.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's good, Friday, man. It's Friday, it's Friday man. It's Friday We're in March, man. I've been, I feel you. I've been on the road like 45 out of 90 days, man. I'm trying to you keep it together. You are a straight traveler right now, man. But I believe we have a caller who's probably going to tell me I'm an idiot, which is fine. Caller? we got Dave in South Carolina. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's up, guys? How are we all? Good, man. How you doing? Good, good. No, I think um, I think you make a good point. Uh, I'm going to kind of talk about what both of you said. I think you make a good point about basketball as opposed to uh, NFL free agency. But I will say this. Um, I've listened to a lot of the shows there recently. Uh, it's a great station. I enjoy it. And uh been following the Vikings for a long time. And I do think that if you look at the roster, I think it's probably one of the one of the better ones uh, in the league. Uh, 
the point I wanted to make about what happened last year, a lot of people seem to forget, you touched on it a little bit, uh, Myrick, was that uh, I do think that the approach with Kubiak and, and the system they're going to put in place, the things they're going to do with Cousins are going to make him more efficient, uh, make him let, make less mistakes. I think we'll be better in the red zone. I think we'll make up some of these points that we need to score. Um, you know, I think it did, defensively, I think we're going to be we're going to be fine. Um, and I also wanted to make the point that when they brought in DeFilippo last year, you know, it's really hard to say. You know, I think that was more Spielman's call than Zimmer's. And it was a different, a whole different philosophy than what uh, Cousins had played before. So I think that um, I think that has to be taken into account. I think also I want to make a point about the draft. Everybody's talking about what we're going to do, you know, how we're we going to get you know these guys and you know get some holes filled. And you know, don't forget that they do move that third round pick a lot. Um, and the Vikings, I know in the past uh, with Jared Allen and other and other years. They have, not necessarily on draft day, but they have made a decision in some cases, um, you know, to to get rid of a pick and, and maybe in the following year's draft to move up. My point is, just because we have eight picks right now in seven rounds, I believe it's going to be closer to five or six when we're done, uh, maybe concentrated in rounds one through four. And I think it's going to be a deviation from what he's done in the past. But his job's on the line. Uh, they've got to make some moves and get some guys in here. And when your salary cap's the way it is, you really can't afford to have that many guys anyway, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't afford to really draft 10, 11 guys, and you got to hit on some free agents. Uh, yeah. So that, that that's my point. I think you know, people forget mm-hmm. uh, we're starting to freak out here. But sometimes, you know, we make bad decisions in free agency, right? And then we pay for it, and we've already kind of seen that with uh, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. You know, I really wish they'd get Riley Reef to restructure a little bit. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, you know, obviously um, we need to get a, a tight end in the draft, and that's why I think that not only is it crucial, I see what Manny's point is about a receiver, but I think Treadwell, I know I'm going to get crucified for this, but I think Treadwell Oh, Dave, don't do, li- don't do it. Don't do it, Dave. Don't do what I think you're going to do, Dave. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me focus more on BB. Let's just focus on the guys that we got, right? And then guys like Jeff Bidette and some of those guys. I do think that you need to go more. Help me. Just bear with me here. Offensive line, right? And then go more tight end. I think you've got to make sure if you have to trade that pick to get up and get. I've been doing a lot of these drafts um, the last couple of days. It's like, it's like addictive. But you've got to get a pass stretching tight end yeah. with yeah. the offensive lineman. Dave, yeah. I think you hit a great call, by the way. Yeah, thanks for the call, Dave. Um, Dave, bringing some sense to the show. We needed that, Manny. What I loved, what he said about getting a tight end, he talked about stretching the field. Yes. Here's my point that is scheme more than anything. Like that to me is where we're, we're, we're missing perhaps the most important adjustment for this team which is what they've done with the offensive coaching staff. The scheme is going to be the most significant element yeah, in but, that. But is Kyle Rudolph, I don't think Kyle Rudolph is a guy. Now, look, Kyle's very, very reliable. He can catch anything that's thrown towards him. He's a big body. He's very reliable. He's he's a good weapon to have for red zone situations. But I don't know if he's a guy that can, if he's a tight end that can stretch the field at this stage of his career. So to Dave's point, I think they do need to, you know, try and find that in the draft if they can. You know, one of the two Iowa kids who are probably going to get, they're probably both going to be drafted pretty high. So I don't know how realistic it is for the Vikings to, 
know, the Vikings go O line at eighteen. I don't know if they'll be able to land one of the one of those two Iowa tight ends, but mm-hmm. but they do need that. Like, and and I think that's part of to your point about the scheme. If that's going to be a part of the scheme is finding a, a, a pass catching tight end that can stretch the field and go a little bit more vertical. Then they've got to find that because that guy's not on the roster right now. As the dra- much as as much as I like Kyle Rudolph, that guy is not on the roster right now. Getting someone like that in the draft is important. The draft is where this team has to really just yeah. They got to strike it rich, right? They, yeah. they, they got to find some gems at this point with with where with where that's they're what at they're with their situation. On. That's 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 what they have right now. They've got to find some good young talent, some guys who can be ready to play right away and can help this team. Yes, I, I agree in that. Finding that kind of an athlete at tight end. Is important. My point is, if that athlete, even if he has that capability, isn't in the proper system, which starts with Kirk Cousins, right, to find his holes, find his pockets. Like if he's not in the best position to do that, then we're never going to see him, you know, perform at his top level. That's all I'm saying. Everybody's laughing at the New York Giants and Odell Beckham going to Cleveland, right? Let's remember, Odell was great. They didn't go to the playoffs last year. I can see Golden Tate being in that offense this season and putting up similar numbers, right? If Because the scheme is going to be similar. And the problem is Golden Tate's a pretty good receiver, as was Odell Beckham. I don't know if it dramatically changes things. That's going to be the, the challenge here. We're, we're, we're assuming, no, no, one player, don't worry. Odell Beckham will get himself open. No, he's got Baker Mayfield, which helps a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's not as if just because he's there – Everything automatically changes, and now you're suddenly uh, a playoff team competing in the division, just like Antonio Brown going to Oakland. Derek Carr had one of his better years last season. Uh, the guy had gone from playing at an MVP level to you know looking like an overpaid quarterback. Antonio Brown helps him as well, but it doesn't change the structure of that team. That's my whole. That's my whole point. Multiple players do that in the NFL, not one guy, and that's why yes, Kirk Cousins has to play better. If you get feeling open and you get some of the other pieces that the Vikings have, you improve. But I don't know if we're talking about a team where you go, oh, my goodness, they need that piece. You get rid of a Latavius Murray. Okay, does it change this team? Does it really change what they have? A lot of teams lose a guy like Latavius Murray, and that's it. Wow, that's a huge loss. I don't know if that's a huge loss for this team. And if you can take a loss like that, that to me says a lot about the athletes you already have on this team. And they've got to capitalize on what they have. They've got to hope to nail it in the draft. Because my my whole point in all this, Manny, is for the most part, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Except this is a team that was 8-7-1 and one last year. Uh, That's my only concern. Uh, 100%. <laughs> and those concerns are valid, man. I'm just yeah. saying the guys you see playing better, a better scheme that's more suitable to Kirk Cousins, that should be the focus. It's, yeah, and, not, and, not, some, it's, not some, you know, fairy showing up to the Vikings training camp as a free agent and changing everything. You're not some superhero, some Avenger showing up, and all of a sudden he changes everything. No, no, no. You have what you have. Do you hope someone can add to what they have? Of course you do. But what you're seeing right now, that's the foundation of the team you're going to have next season. We got another caller, Jimmy in Phoenix, calling in. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, first off, I love your show. You guys are great. At your hoop, your hoop it's all Manny, man. Good. It's all Manny. Appreciate hey, it, Jimmy. So, Thank you. So a couple things. I think Spielman is a, is a very good general manager at creating a mediocre team. Oh, and you think, threw me for a curveball there. I was like, where is he going with this? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think he's, he's, a, he's ranked by many of the services as a middle-of-the-road GM, right? 
and look at this Viking team. They were what eight seven and one, so basically five five hundred. We're expecting Zimmer to go to war basically with the same players that he had last year. And the reality is, guys, I mean, the Vikings should have probably traded or cut Rudolph. He's he's overpaid for what he does. He, his yards after the catch aren't very good. We know we needed offensive line. It's it's great we got Everson locked up and Anthony Barr, but you know what? Frankly, guys, that's going to war with the same team. And Zimmer's a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. If it was Belichick here, I guarantee you that Rudolph would not be on this team. I guarantee you that they would have sadly found a way to trade Barr for some draft picks. Um, you know, the Vikings are really good at rewarding people for past behavior, but that doesn't help us in the future. And that's where I think Spielman is probably needs to be called into question for some of his judgment. But I think we're looking at an 8-8 eight and eight team next year, folks, so be happy with that. All right, thanks for the call, Jimmy. Appreciate it. I appreciate that call. And, you know, Spielman obviously has to get a lot of the blame for, for what's happening. I mean, cutting Kyle Rudolph would be more of a PR nightmare than anything, right? He's just kind of yeah. like one of those guys. Yeah. Um, um, here's well, here's what I wonder about this whole thing with you know bringing back Barr and bringing back you know restructuring Everson Griffin to keep him around and and all of that. How much of that was Spielman versus how much of it was Zimmer? Because Zimmer, we know Zimmer loves his defense. Yeah, he and loves he, his guys. And he loves his guys on his defense. Yeah. He loves Anthony Barr and he loves Everson Griffin and. I don't think for a second that Mike Zimmer wanted to see either of those guys play elsewhere. Yeah. So I wonder of how much of that was, you know, Mike Zimmer going up to Rick Spielman and saying, we can't let these guys go. We have to, we have to keep those guys here because these are my guys and this is my defense. So I, 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 that, that's, that's what I wonder. And with the bar thing, this, this is where I have trouble. And I, and I alluded to it, alluded to this in the last in the first segment of the show as good as he is you have to wonder if he is really truly needed on this defense for this defense to still be good because the problem again the problem that this team had was offensively last year and on the offensive line and not having a third wide receiver and not having a tight end that can that can stretch the field and yeah. part of that was part of that was the scheme too. I mean, John D. Filippo did not do a very good job, you know, coordinating this offense. And you figure Gary Kubiak stepping in and you know collaborating with Kevin Stefanski that that's going to be an upgrade, you know, on the coaching staff. But you still need you still need players. Myron, they don't have any guards on the roster right now. No, I, I know. they don't have I know. any guards. I know. And I'm and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to play scheme versus personnel with you. I'm not. You're making all valid points. The, the personnel. Matters. Everything you're saying matters. Bar. I mean, let's be real about what happened with it, with Bar. Right. He goes to the Jets or signs. You know, they think they're losing him. And when you look around, Manny, you know, um, who else you getting? Because the 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 free agency cards were were not falling in their favor. I I, I think. But is that? But how much of that is they're doing though? Because it, oh, it is. I mean, because it is. Again, doing- it, it goes back to Barr. If you if you don't bring Barr back and you release Everson Griffin and you free up the cap space, then you have money to go out and spend in free. But do they come here? But the guys yeah, that you I would think, want, I think they could. But the guys that you want, are they coming to Minnesota? 
the guys that you where you would free up the cap space by getting rid of Griffin, getting rid of Barr, the guys you want, the game, the the impactful defensive players that you would want, are they coming to Minnesota? The defensive players? Yeah, are they coming to Minnesota? Would they, at, but Myron, I'm looking at offensive guys. Are you getting I'm the offensive at, linemen at, that you want? I'm looking at guards and I mean Golden Tate. Golden Tate, look at what Golden Tate got with the New York Giants. Golden Tate went to the New York Giants. You're telling yeah. me he wouldn't have come here if the Vikings had the cap space to go and get him? If they I don't know freed that he would have. I, I, think, I, I, I don't know that he would have. Are you sure, though? No, like, I'm not I, sure, I but I don't, I don't know that that's a guarantee. It's not a guarantee, but I think if you're the Vikings and you need to improve on offense, you have to explore that. Like, you can't – because right now, the problem I have right now is – they are, and we'll see what happens in the draft because it's still early in the offseason. Right now, they are slated to just basically run this thing back with, with pretty much the same roster as 2018. Yeah. And this was a roster and that And Gary Kubiak eight. and his cousins and whoever else is on the staff with <laughs> Gary Kubiak's third nephew or something like Go ahead. And and this was a team that was 8-7-1 and one last year. So that's where I kind of feel where Jimmy's coming from because they 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 haven't done anything. They've, they've basically kept... A lot of the same guys that they that they've had last year, which is fine. But if you're not in a position to add to it and make your roster better, and now you're at a point where you're you only have a couple of million dollars to spend in cap space, and you still have to draft guys, and now you're banking on you're banking on the idea that Gary Kubiak is going to fix this offense just by changing the scheme, which it might be better. What else can I much- hope for though? Like what? What else can I be hopeful for, man? Like I don't know what else to hope for other than that. What you just said. Like my only hope is the situations that Kirk Cousins was in last year. That somehow, when he's in those same situations next season, that he is more efficient and effective. And I would have to think that Gary Kubiak's arrival puts him in a better position to be more efficient and effective. I don't know what else to hope for if I'm a Vikings fan. It like, is what all, else it is all you can hope for. But I just. I'm just saying, from my perspective, I have my doubts. I have my doubts. I think everyone should. I think those doubts are healthy. My 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 thing is this: you know, you talk about let's say Griffin and Barr are gone. You use that to improve the offense. Is I your defense adding, is I, your defense hurt by that? Does that change what you do defensively? I always thought, well, even when Cousins arrived, Manny, that this was going to be a team that had a good defense, uh, a defense that could really anchor this team. And potentially an above average quarterback, some somewhere of like a top twelve ish quarterback who could execute in those situations and be the difference for that team in, in some of those fifty fifty moments in the NFL that really dictate, you know, who's a champion, who's a contender, and who isn't. I felt that was always gonna be what this team was with Kirk Cousins. Now he didn't succeed in those situations. I think he was twenty fourth in yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. That has to change. That's not good enough. Yeah. However, I think the makeup of this team and the strategy for this team, I don't think it changes. I don't think it changed from two years ago when we thought good defense, you know, hopefully uh, you've got someone uh, in a case Keenum who can be the difference and this defense continues to make plays. Last year, Kirk Cousins shows up. You hope he can be the difference. Defense continues to make plays. I think it'll be the same strategy this year. Like that to me is not going to change regardless of who we at. Well, I'll go back to my point though. That strategy got you eight, seven, and one last year. But it got you to the NFC title game the year before that. And, and with a diff with a different quarterback and a different coordinator. And I mean, you're the the thing of it is, is you have a different quarterback now than you did in that NFC championship. But you have game. one who's supposed to be better than that guy. 
Like yeah, you have one who's supposed to be, yeah. But, but is what? he in reality? Is he? He better be. I mean that that's the hope though. And Case Keenum last year, Case Keenum's on the second team, right? Case Keenum, we might have saw the best Case Keenum we'll ever see. Sure. I mean, that's all. I I don't know, man. It's wild times. Give the number out. What's the number again? 651-646-8255. Call in and argue with Manny and I because we're going to keep this thing going after this. You aren't into Minnesota sports. Talk to the Mitten. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Byron Metcalf here on ScoreNorth, ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily with the one and only Manny Fresh Hill. Uh, we've been arguing all day about how the Vikings get better. They, they should bring us to the room, man. We should, we, should, we should be in there with Kubiak and his family, man, and all the other relatives at his family reunion at the Vikings uh, headquarters and you give know them what? some of the great ideas we have. You know what? That's one of the things I've always wanted to do, and we kind of get a little bit of that with, like, Hard Knocks every year is yeah. I would love to be in, like, the film room with coaches and how oh, they man. put together schemes and game plans every week. And that's always something I've always been very curious about doing. Yeah, I'd, I'd enjoy it. And you know what? Maybe it'll happen happen since uh, Zimmer is such an open and accessible uh, coach here. <laughs> we, we've got a caller, Mark and Hopkins. Yes, we do. Mark and Hopkins, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, I love uh, listening to the show and your guys' uh, back and forth on it. It is good. I see um, both sides to this argument. Um, I would say, though, like, I think it's more just from, like, a fan's perspective that deep down we should be more worried about Kirk Cousins' play rather than the additions in this offseason. Of course, you know, Rick Spielman, the front office, they're going to do what they can to still try and add to this team with what they got to work with. But the problem is when I was looking at, you know, numbers on over the cap yesterday, that's where you see that, you know, huge... $29 $29 million cap hit that mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is taking up on this roster. And it's just, it's hard not to look at that and say, it wasn't even close to that number that he played at. And I don't think he's ever going to be able to play up to that type of money because I think you have to be Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady good to be up to that money. Yep. But I think at the same time, if you can at least be playing more like a, you know, $21, $22 million quarterback, we'd probably be at 10 wins last year, maybe even 11. And I think that's really what makes a big difference. You know, you can't fault the Vikings for trying to go out and do what they can with how much cap room they got and make the moves. But I think in the end, it's just going to say, hey, Kirk, you got to have better pocket presence. Throw the ball away more often. It won't cost us so many games. Mark, Mark, if I, I give you a million dollars, you can gamble however much you want of it. Uh, how much would you put on the, the Vikings being better than they were last year, next season? And how much would you keep for yourself? Uh, I'd probably put about 150, 200,000 of that money on them being better. <laughs> wow. But okay. that, that's just because I'm, I'm not sure until I see it with him playing in the Kubiak offense. Otherwise yeah. it's really hard to know right now. <laughs> Great call, Mark. I, yeah, I really appreciate call, it. Um, here's all I'm trying to do on a Friday, Manny. <laughs> I'm trying to ease the collective nerves of this fan base. I'm trying to tell everybody to take a deep breath. And and sometimes you just have to accept that you are what you are. And, and to Mark's, Mark's point, you know, he's saying you look at that cap hit and it's hard to ignore the impact of that cap hit on what you are or not seeing or are not seeing right now in free agency. And that's fair. I mean, clearly, Kirk Cousins' deal is impacting what the Vikings have been able to do. Mm-hmm. But going into the contract, 
That was the plan. Because if you have a defense that was good enough to lead you to the NFC Championship game, right, you expect that if you bring in a quarterback who, again, I don't think anybody thought he was top six or seven, but top 12, Manny, that was reasonable. You bring Mm -hmm. in a guy like that, you go, okay, we're paying him $28 million because that's what you pay. We're paying that because he's supposed to be a franchise quarterback. Just wait until you see the money that uh, Dak Prescott makes. Just wait until you see the deals that are coming for some of these guys. And you can say, yeah, they're better than Kirk Cousins. Fine. But the market is dictating these gigantic numbers that we're seeing uh, for a lot of these players. But it wasn't crazy if he would have played at a consistently at a top 12, top 11 level. He didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I understand the frustration. Um, but this is what you have. It's it, it's I I 100% agree with you in that this is what they have and Kirk Cousins does need to be better. Like I don't want to put off the the thought that I'm trying to let Kirk Cousins off the hook here because I'm definitely not by you know by saying that they need to add more talent around him. If anything, that's not really supporting Kirk Cousins at all in terms of thinking that a 29 million dollar a year quarterback needs even more weapons than what he has to be better. But I, my issue is just I just don't think that he – I think Kirk Cousins at this point is who he is. And yeah. if he's not going to perform like a top-five quarterback, because he's even though he's being paid like one, it, you're, 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 if you're the Vikings, you're going to be up against it. It's but what just, are you going to do about it? You, you can't do a whole lot about it, though, right? You're kind of stuck. They are, they are stuck. Yes, this, the- this is the problem when you sign a quarterback to this deal and he's not as good as his contract dictates that he is. Mm. Yeah, this is this is the issue that we're that they're that they're that they're facing right now. Difficult situation. We got another caller, uh, I believe, from St. Paul. Yep, Chris in St. Paul. What's up, Chris? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. How you doing, man? You know, first to address that last caller. You know, in 2017, we paid our cap hit for our quarterbacks was 26 and a half million. Not much different between Bradford, Bridgewater, and Keenum. So uh, the the issue is that we actually have had to, we don't have defensive players now on rookie contracts like Hunter Kendricks. Roads, all these guys have gotten raises, so that's really the, the key issue that we had to plan for the defense to go along with the co- contracts with the quarterback. The contracts with the quarterbacks are what they are. One thing about you know you, you guys were talking about Golden Tate earlier. We haven't addressed Adam Thielen's contract. Obviously, he deserves a bump. How do you think he would feel if you go out and spend nine and a half million on another on a receiving option, paying him more than he's getting? I don't think that that would work in the locker room. He's quiet now about getting a bump in pay, but if you pay another receiver more than you're paying him, not quite certain that that would work, would fly. Um, another thing, you know, everybody talks about Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr is a huge, huge difference maker on third down. He allows us to, to disguise what we do. He, he, you know, it, besides the Rams game last year, he gave up less than 100 yards in coverage. Okay, the guy's an impact player, and he took a, uh, his cap hits 5.8 or 5.6, 5.8 million this year. I mean, when you're looking at free agency this year, you're either going to go one or two ways, like Griffin and Barr go and address the offensive line and maybe add a playmaker, maybe cut Rudolph and, and try to get a bunch of free agents in here. It didn't look like, you know, with the crazy money being flown around, thrown around to these $11, $12 million guards that, that we were going to be able to land two of those guys. So what they did is, they kind of circled back, signed Barr, signed Griffin, and now you it's a fluid situation. Now you address what you have to do uh, on offense through the draft. But, again, I don't see us going out and signing a receiver. Uh, you know, there's just I don't, think, I don't think you can justify it to Adam Thielen that you go out and bring a receiver in to make more money than he's making. 
Chris, if I give you a million dollars that you had to put on whether or not the Vikings will be better next season, how much would you keep for yourself and how much would you put on? Well, I'll keep it myself. I mean, that's that's kind of crazy. I'll keep all of it myself. Really? <laughs> no, you wouldn't bet anything. Wouldn't bet no, a dollar. No, I mean, no, no. I, 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 if you're telling me, I, I would I, – I, 80% the Vikings will be better next year. 85%. Okay. Wow, same guy, same as the last caller. Hey, thanks for the call, man. No, no, I really no, appreciate it. I'll bet 85%. It. I'll bet 850 that they'll be better. 850? Wait, you would bet 850 and keep 150 for yourself? Yeah, they'll, they'll be wow, better. Wow, okay. Confidence. Schematic, I like that. Listen, schematically – Kubiak understands, you know, how to get the best out of Kirk. Yeah, but we don't know he if he, we don't know if he's gonna. We don't. We don't know. We don't know how that's gonna work out. I hope. I mean, we work. Hope I, it works out. And here's the other thing. I they, actually, they, they, Chris, they need guards. They don't have a guard. No, no, absolutely. But that's what the draft is for, correct? Okay, Chris, but, there, but there's but, still okay. other guys out there. There's T.J. Lang. There's Josh Sitton. Guys that can those come in. Those are older guys, though, yeah. Chris. I, right. Those are older guys, fixes. man. One-year fixes. One-year fixes. Absolutely. And, and here's, here's, here's Chris, the thing Chris, thanks for the call, the man. Thanks for the call, Chris. Here's Appreciate the thing it. with the draft, and I know the draft is there, and that the draft is to add talent and add players, but the thing of it is, if you don't have any guards right now, you are banking on you're going you're gonna to go into the draft and draft two guards and plug them in right away to start. And they're both going to be. You might have to, though. Yeah, of course it's going to have to. But now you're banking on two rookies to have to make a huge impact for you on offense. But are you banking that on th- that more than you're banking on Kubiak and Cousins making the connection connection necessary to improve the offense? I think the Vi- the Vikings are banking on a lot on offense. If you are they're banking a guard, on a lot, if you are a guard in the NFL, will you please call the Vikings? Because Manny would appreciate <laughs> it. If you have, as a matter of fact, if you're listening to the show and you have ever played. Guard. Heck, if you're a security guard, if guard is a part of what you do, will you call the Vikings uh, so there can be a list? Because I think that would make Manny a lot happier uh, if they found some help. Obviously, will, the I'll, offensive line is a real issue. I'll just, I'll just say this. I think it's very fair for people to be very skeptical about I agree. What, what's going to happen with this offense in I, 2019. That, I agree. That's, that's my overall point. I think and, it's very fair for people to be skeptical about the quarterback and what they have on offense right now being enough for them to to get over the get over the hump. I agree a hundred percent. I bought the ticket though. I'm sitting here in my chair, and guess what? The movie's about to start. And guess what? I don't know what's going to happen, but this is what we got. We're here. We're here. It's about to begin. We're all going for a ride. We'll see how everything ends up. Manny Hill, Myron Metcalf, Score North, Purple Daily. Thank you as always for joining us. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.